0: questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas.
1: What if you lived in a digital dictatorship? Or are we already? A society where individuals are under round-the-clock surveillance. You gain or lose social credit according to your behavior, actions, and even thoughts. It sounds like an episode of Black Mirror or the 21st century version of Orwell's 1984. But trust me, it's real. It's a mandatory ranking system of citizens in China due to be completed by 2020. If you have a bad social credit score, you'll lose your privileges. For example, you may not be able to book a flight or train ticket. You'll have trouble getting your children into the best schools. The most lucrative jobs will be closed to you. Banks won't want to lend you money your mortgage interest or internet speed may go up or down depending on your social score. Your love life may slide if your low score shows up on a dating website. Your score may go down if your friend's score is low. We like to shudder and point the finger at China over dictator-like control. But really, our Western society is so different. In many cases, we're only a step or two away from the kind of surveillance China is now implementing. It appears their social credit score depends on being linked up to a database that reveals citizen behavior, what they purchase, their traffic violations, failure to pay taxes or loans, and so on. Some of this data is kept in private enterprise systems and others in government records. Google, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, to name a few. What's troubling is when those private systems link up to the government rankings some define fascism as the merger of the corporation and the government but are we entering an era of digitocracy a digital dictatorship the merger of government and big tech for full spectrum social control greetings i'm your host mel fabregas and if you're new to the veritas family welcome home to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material just click on the subscribe button and don't forget to visit the veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and much more. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And to discuss this very important topic, tonight's special guest is Hilary Ramo, an award-winning photographer, artist, and writer. Hilary has been a radio host in the truth-seeking genre, of Alternative Media for over 15 years. Her website is hillaryramo.com and she joins us directly from Albany, New York. Hello, Hillary, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you?
0: Hi, Mel. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks so much for having me back.
1: Always a pleasure. You know, throughout through the year, I hear these news all the time and I think, well, let me just write this down because I know Hillary's going to come back at least once a year and we'll have to discuss it. So it was well, a couple of uh, days ago, I believe, that finally I said, let's do it. It's been almost a year, right?
0: Well, there's been so much progression in this very real digital age that we really need to have these conversations often so we can talk about the progression and what's coming potentially. So, yeah, I think that, you know, people need to talk about this and I'm glad you are.
1: And before we started, we just were chatting offline and And honestly, it feels lonely sometimes. When you're this part of this genre of alternative media, sometimes you feel lonely, right? But years go by, and when people were probably ignoring or laughing at some of the topics we were discussing before, and a year or two goes by, and they start realizing, well, Hillary and Mel were not that far from the truth. And guess what? Today, the truth comes out that the social credit score is making it to the United States. Have you read that?
0: Well, the Washington Post came out with a very interesting article. And, you know, you put you made a post on social media today that was so right on. And I think people need to go check out your post because they need to read it. They need to read the article. Because you don't want to take my word for it or your word for it. People need proof. They need to stay critical and they need to, to look into things themselves. You know, it's, it's called free mind and free will. And so when you start to dig into this topic, you really start to find some strange connections and similarities and synchronicities. And you start to really wonder what's going on because it, it can be quite overwhelming. And if you are not able to spend a lot of time researching things you were probably busy working and making a living for your family and and focused on your immediate life and that's great but it it's set up that way to keep certain things from being talked about often so we we connected and you posted this today about uh The Trump administration considering launching a social credit score style system in coordination with big tech. And, you know, I've seen this coming for a while. And I've talked about this with you on the airwaves and and uh, we've we've discussed the possibilities over the last few years. And now we're really watching them come to effect. We have the red flag laws that have come into effect because of gun agendas. And so I've been watching the news very carefully. I have my own radio show on KCAA, so I do a weekly show on Tuesdays. I've been in the radio industry since 2005. I started on terrestrial radio in upstate New York, and I've broadcasted online for a long time. And I've spoken to a lot of people over the years, as have you, and... As has most people who do this kind of work, so you start to see a pattern, and you start to kind of see connections that maybe an ordinary person who doesn't do what we do, uh, they may not see it. They may not uh, be able to to envision the larger picture of it because they don't have the proper information. But people who've been in the armchair research business for a long time or people who've done it professionally, you really know that there's more to what most people are told if they just go off the surface value of mainstream establishment media. So when you listen to a podcast or you listen to an alternative, quote, media person, you're probably getting a nice new refreshing perspective. When I was in it, Mel, and I'm sure you've noticed this over time, a lot of things just get regurgitated without doing the, the, the work of looking into things and really researching these things, you almost have to become kind of part journalist and investigative reporter type personality to be able to start seeing the connection. So what do gun, what do school shootings have in common with gun control, have in common with big tech, have in common with data collection, and so on? Well, unless you're really looking at all of these connections or considering them, you might not make it. So it might be unfathomable at a certain point, or you might not say, oh, that's crazy talk. Nobody's going to. That's fear-mongering. Well, you know, uh, if you can't quite see it, you should respect the people that can see it, and you should listen better. Because what's happening right now, and I'm old enough to know what life was like before the Internet, and I know you are too, Mel. And a lot of people listening are old enough to remember what it was like before we had uh, social media culture. Okay, where where our thoughts and our ideas and our personalities and our behavior are studied like a bunch of rats in a laboratory. Okay, so we've done the game, we've played the game. Everybody got on social media when it first came out in the early two thousands and said, "Wow, this is really great! I can market my." business, I can connect with people all over the world, I can do a lot of things with this. And it worked for a lot of people. And what happened was, it was kind of like the wild, wild west. And then all of a sudden, in the last few years, especially, we have seen the release of kind of a sorting hat, and AI technology has become really good at sorting information, sorting behaviors, sorting posts, figuring out you so that they can determine whether or not you're allowed to be an influencer because YouTube started to really censor their products uh, really heavily when they became corporate owned. YouTube wasn't always corporate owned. And uh, when they became corporate owned, they started to red flag content. And I've been talking about this since my book came out in 2008. My book on my radio show transcripts is a statement. It's a statement on protecting content Conversation about topics we should be allowed to talk about. And uh, I put 20 conversations of very important information into. Print because I felt like it needed to go there, so nobody can delete it, nobody can shadow ban it, nobody can uh, take it away. And that's what's happening: is most people's lives are online. Um, a lot of jobs are are strictly, really tightly controlled to online. And you know, once you don't have that, you take away a lot. You can lose a lot. You can lose your company. You can lose your reputation. You can lose your family. You can lose a lot. So we have put a lot of value on data as a commodity. And in fact, last year, data surpassed oil in its value in commodities. So I have to question the motives of of giant techs and the big, massive billionaires who have kind of over the last decade, taken over the world and spread their reach through Pretty much every single mind that connects to the social aspect, especially on the Internet. So I, I started talking about, you know, the Internet and Facebook and social media being kind of like a large study uh, years ago. And a lot of people jumped on board or were saying the same thing because, hello, People can make the same conclusion because it's true. So I always use, uh, you know, that as confirmation. If other people were starting to talk about it, other people were making the connections and seeing the bigger picture, seeing underneath the veil of this, uh, as confirmation instead of, you know, competitive ownership of that idea or connection. Um, I see that a lot. People make these connections, and they think they own that, and they really do themselves a great disservice because they should be working with the other people that can see it, too, so that you can dig deeper together. And the Internet allows a a really interesting thing to happen. Um, People start to believe what they hear online instead of their own physical interaction or experience with things. And uh, that has a lot of power. And we're seeing that power expressed very well in countries like China, uh, dictatorships mostly. Uh, I'm sure North Korea has the same implementations of of laws and infrastructure similar. I wouldn't surprise me one bit if other countries had it as well. And they've been able to study that and control not only perspectives and minds, but, you know, uh, a lot of things, I mean, there's put it on the table, you can control it with internet. Um, so that's where that's where I'm at now. And I've been watching this and I've been talking to you on the air over the years. And I know when we did our Black Mirror episode, uh, there was a lot of people who did understand it actually. You know, there were some that mocked it, but most of them are trolls. And they're there and purposely are probably working for Cambridge Analytica or some big data dump <laughs> somewhere. And uh, they're they're stoking the fires by targeting people who talk about conspiracies okay this would be a grand conspiracy don't you think i know years ago i would talk about these things as being conspiracy theories and so would a lot of other people and now we're starting to see them implemented into our society at a high degree and a very fast pace so i believe 5g technology is coming in to allow that kind of infrastructure to be put into place and you really need to have some serious infrastructure to be able to control everyone digital life you know if your stovetop has a wi wi-fi uh, signal your refrigerator has a wi-fi signal your thermostat has a wi-fi signal all of those can be hacked and uh, most thermostats that have wi-fi signals have cameras why do you need a camera on your thermostat you're not watching yourself through your thermostat so who is and, you know, as I've talked about the ever-spreading surveillance system in our country since Edward Snowden came out and talked about it, um, which, by the way, a lot of what he said was never really disclosed through the establishment media. It was, there was a large part of his data dump. Um, uh, you may know Dr. Leonard Horowitz. He's, he's talked about this on my show. Sure. A large part of that data dump was how a digital age manipulates So he came out back in, what was that, 2010, you know, nine years ago and and tried to save America and warn them and, and look at what the spin was. Intelligence communities are smart. They're not stupid. They're going to take things and spin it right from the beginning in order to create a taint. And that taint is mind control and people will listen and they'll process it through where their filters and wherever they're at. And most people have no idea what goes on behind the scenes in pretty much anything. And most information is regurgitated from sources that are are questionable. But when Edward Snowden came out with this, it was pretty interesting to me because I just found out about it recently. I didn't even know that he was talking about that back in 2010. It made a lot of sense because they demonized, him almost as, oh, as soon as it happened. It was a spin of demonization, and that is the easiest thing to accomplish in in a digital age. Demonization can happen to anyone, anywhere, anytime. If you piss the wrong person off, oh boy, there goes your reputation online and anybody who will listen to that person and it spreads like a virus. And those people may not even know who you are or ever had any kind of experience with you whatsoever. They have simply been brainwashed in an instant. Our government and the intelligent agencies that exist not only in this country, but everywhere else in the world, have mastered the ability to manipulate the mind and control. Okay. MKUltra is a perfect example of this. Um, It hasn't stopped. It's just become digital. How do you know the programming on your TV isn't programmed by somebody working on the MKUltra program? Project. How do you know that your podcasting availabilities aren't monitored and programmed and vetted by people who make these kinds of decisions? Who's running the internet? Do you know the answer to that, Mel? I would really love to know. Who's running the internet? Who's the who's the man behind the the mask? Who's the person behind the the curtain? You know, it's like a Wizard of Oz event, really. Now,
1: why did the well-intentioned government years ago when we switched from analog to digital TV, remember? They were yes. giving away digital boxes and TVs and this and that. And you wonder, why are they doing that? you know, speaking of thermostats, it makes you wonder why Google... Bot nest and it's it's a surveillance piece of equipment but you know I hear the government with big tech already has artificial intelligence trolls that gather data and respond accordingly on social media have you heard that
0: I have heard that in fact I just posted an article the other day let me see if I can find it while I'm talking to you um, that talked about Facebook and uh, social media and uh, the military being unleashed into that realm so they can actually determine whether or not you're a domestic terrorist. They also stress the fact that if you believe and spread conspiracy theories, you may be, in fact, a violent, crazy person who may need to be detained by your local red flag laws uh, that allow you to be detained for absolutely doing nothing wrong, but because your digital technologies can read you so well, better than a 1-800 psychic, they will be able to determine if you're a threat to the world or the community. So they can cut, or if somebody turns you in because they believe that. Um, it's interesting because everybody seems to want gun control because of the poor children that are shot in the schools, bless their hearts. They, you know, you can't even talk about the possibilities of maybe that isn't really what's happening. Um, So the LA Times released this article and the title reads, U.S. unleashes military to fight fake news and disinformation. Well, that's pretty interesting to be in a a mainstream establishment news uh, channel So I'm going to read the part of it here. It says, U.S. military unleashed to fight fake news and disinformation. And I wrote, I think the title meant only those who aren't allowed to put out news or information. That really sums it up, doesn't it, Mel?
1: It does. You know, the, the optimist in me, Hillary, thought there's no way this Chinese social score was going to make it here because, you know, we have our constitutional rights But then I think of everything that's eroding the Constitution and due process, you know, the Patriot Act, the National Defense Authorization Act, and I could go on and on. And all this talk about the threat to the USA not being from a foreign terrorist, but as you said, the domestic terrorist, which to me is nothing but a concerted effort to remove or circumvent, rather, the First and Second Amendments. You know, we see it all around us. If they can't take the guns, they'll take the ammo. You know, as of today, Walmart and Kroger already banning open carry and Walmart stopping the sale of pistol, handguns, ammo. And with red flag laws, anyone can point the finger at me simply because, or you, because of the topics we discuss, you know, and we would not even have due process.
0: Hmm. Well, I want to read a little bit more of this article to you because what I just read to you was really just the title and my thoughts. Here's how it starts. And this was released by the LA Times- Uh, On September 1st, fake news and social media posts are such a threat to U.S. security that the Defense Department is launching a project to repel large scale automated disinformation attacks as the top Republican in Congress blocks efforts to protect the integrity of elections. Don't you feel like you've been a little hoodwinked? I mean, really, can, can you really read these things and not think? You've been completely manipulated. It continues. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, you should look up when that started, wants custom software that can unearth fakes hidden among more than half a million stories, photos, videos, and audio clips. Guess what, folks? That's your social media land. If successful, the system after four years of trials may expand to detect malicious intent and prevent viral fake news from polarizing society. Well, if that's not fear mongering, I don't know what is. Okay, so we're looking here at excuses to put and implement very massive. invasive surveillance systems that uh, I worry for my grandchildren uh, and my great-grandchildren and my progeny that's coming down the road you know it's like what kind of world are we really setting up for our children guys i mean we have already assaulted and contaminated our environment from our capitalistic quality of life our oceans, radiation, all this stuff is real. I mean, this is this has happened, right? And it's on record. And, uh, you know, it's sad and it's depressing and it's heartbreaking. And what can anybody really do about it? Well, there's your emotional landscape being tugged on by mind control.
1: Right? You know, I, I always mention how earlier this year Google wrote to me with a threat to remove us completely from the search uh, engine because we were allegedly hosting... Social engineering content. And, you know, I wrote back to them and they finally let me go. But they should have rephrased that to say, hey, we hold the monopoly, the social engineering.
0: You can't do it.
1: uh, People's minds. And you are me, a thorn. And you too, Hillary. We are a thorn on their side.
0: I'm a problem. I'm used to it. It's fine. I accept my role as a problem in the a clog in the wheel. You know why? Because I still believe in humanity and I still believe in synchronicity and I still believe in spirituality. And I believe the human connection is one of the most sacred connections ever. And when you disregard life and you disregard animals and you disregard trees and and our earth that we grow our food in and our waters you're disregarding everybody and your ego is swollen and irritated okay and i think that there's been a lot of social i can't believe they said that you were social engineering and you weren't allowed to do it and yet they're the biggest hypocrisy (laughs) the the
1: height of hypocrisy there yes
0: i don't know Well, anyway, so I think what we really have to do is we really have to be careful and we have to be mindful in a digital age. And if you're not mindful in the digital age, you're going to be sucked into it um, and you're going to have a hard time getting out of it. And, and you'll probably think you like it for a little bit at time because pleasure is built into the digital world. Porn is available at your fingertips. You can swipe your date, you know, you go on these dating, dating sites and all it is really is swipe, 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 swipe until you find one that you actually like, you hook up and you never talk to them again. You know, I have two grown children. They're not children. They're young adults now. And raising them through the last decade of of social life and dating and really, you know, hearing them out with how they meet girls and what they're doing with their life. I mean, I have a great relationship with my kids and they talk to me very candidly. And so it's been very insightful to hear not only them talk about it, but their friends or other people of their age and. Um, you know, Instagram famous, what does that really mean? It means you show your, your cleavage a lot, you probably pucker your lips, and you you do more uh, lack of self-love things than you do good for the world. But it's okay for people like that to be influencers. And I've heard people tell me directly out, you know, that, that do that kind of work that help make people influencers, because believe me, it costs money sometimes. You don't just... Overnight turn into a sensation unless you've done something that will just happen and you peak and then off you go. If you're an actual influencer, then you're probably allowed to be an influencer. And I would bet 99% of the time that platform doesn't go very deep. I think. Because the, min- the minute you go deep is the minute you become a problem.
1: Absolutely. But I think through social media, this is just. Pure mind control on the children. I remember two years ago, and I know you've been to this in the Bahamas, the uh, what's the name of the big major key uh, where the pigs swim. So Uh, I had this this couple friend of mine, their daughter, about 16 years old. You know, I told her two years ago, there's a hurricane that went through there, and I'm not sure what happened to the pigs. And she goes, oh, no, how sad. And I thought, oh, she's being compassionate. And she goes, that was so Instagrammable. You see, and now, well, in the last couple of days, we had this hurricane that, by the way, let's talk about this in a moment. It's a very strange trajectory of this this um, so-called hurricane, but I believe that it wiped a lot of the Bahamas, and I don't know what happened to all those islands, but don't you find it a little bit strange? All of a sudden, a little storm gets close to Puerto Rico, does not touch it, and goes, and it's on the I mean, when, we're going to be airing this a day after we record it. This is how important I think this interview is. But it was going straight to Florida, and it's on the side, just completely obliterated Bahamas. Some people, some conspiracy theorists, I must add, I don't have any way to confirm this, but they said that a lot of these cruise ship companies, and I know this for a fact, because I've been there in these cruise ships, have private islands. Epstein-like private islands, and it was hubs for for child trafficking have you heard this of
0: course in fact i did visit the exuma islands this past may i was photographing the equatorial waters and i was i was putting together a, an exhibit that has recent was recently on display um so i called my friends in the exuma islands today i reached out to a friend of mine um and asked her if she was okay and she said that the hurricane missed the the great and little exuma island which is where i was and i said what yeah it hit the grand bahama island but it didn't affect great and little exuma which is which is really not too far away i mean right. i think that these small exuma islands are very tiny too and they're mostly sand beach and maybe a little road and they're they're very uh, rudimentary but it's they're beautiful very beautiful places and uh, I was thinking as I was listening to the establishment media go on and on and on about the damage and the devastation and everything in the Bahamas is destroyed and the story they were spinning and they're, sort of, they're like expert spiders Mel it's like they can spin geogra- you know, these beautiful elaborate webs and they can suck you all in and get your money for donations and make you feel sad well when i heard that this morning i said well thank god you're okay uh you know the house we we use when we're down there was fine and i was quite shocked actually and uh so i sat there thinking about it and i said how can this category five suddenly turn into a two and how can this go how can this category five hurricane hit grand island bahamas and not the Exuma Islands, where I was, it it was quite confusing to me. So I'm curious about your thoughts on that. I don't listen too much to any other conspiracy theories anymore. I just kind of sit with my own mind and do my own research. And I like it that way. And occasionally, I will read an article here and there. And either I agree or I don't. So um, it just reminds me of how well all of this can be constructed simply through establishment media. The power of establishment media is so vast that it can manipulate your feelings. It can manipulate your life. It can manipulate your day. Okay. If that's not mind control, I don't know what is. And, but, you know, hurricanes have been happening since, since for a very long time. There's a, there's a very clear pattern to how hurricanes happen. And I couldn't believe that they couldn't, oh, well, we don't know for sure. It might go left or right. It might hit. Florida head on and cause massive destruction. So you better all go out to the stores and spend all your money on everything and be safe. Right? Well, that's what people do. And then suddenly it takes a hard right and goes up the coast and becomes a category two. And it's miraculous and prayers are working and everybody's causing this. And this is a, 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 you know, a miracle. I'm not so sure it's a miracle. I'm not so sure that this is this is really happening the way that they tell it sometimes. I question the establishment media, and I rightfully so should. And so should everyone. You should never just accept what you're told without your own critical thought involved in that. Let's
1: speculate here, Hillary. I don't mean to interrupt you, but let's speculate here. You know, many people say, oh, look, Mel, it's global warming. It's it's a, a climate change. This hurricane, and I'm thinking, Florida has had 119 hurricanes hit it <laughs> since 1850. So this last one was the only one hit. Give me a break. But let me just speculate for a moment. Again, let me just put my conspiratorial or parapolitical hat for a moment here. I remember years ago, every time you see a hurricane and you see the media react, oh, this is going to turn out to be the biggest hurricane monster in, in, in history. It started a few years ago with Hurricane Patricia. It was going in the Pacific, and it was going to hit Puerto Vallarta. And as the, the eye of the storm, huge, you could see it, they, they quote-unquote the satellite imagery, right? So I called some friends of mine who are expats who live down there. And while that thing is going through it, and they say to me, we haven't seen any wind at all. There's a little bit of rain, but in the last few hours, nothing. And the next day, they said, no wind whatsoever. And this thing supposedly came above us. And now this huge one that is next to Florida going through the Bahamas. I really wonder, Hillary, and some people may laugh at me if you want, go ahead. But I wonder if what we see, those alleged, alleged pictures of, of satellites showing this massive thing, if those are CGI, And they are actually just brainwashing the population to get ready and to spread fear. But in reality, they have other weather manipulation technology that can actually pinpoint where they can bring this, you know, rain or or wind. What do you say?
0: Well, I mean, weather manipulation technology has been around for a long time. Since the 50s. Cloud seeding goes back even further to the time of Tesla. I mean, they had very, you know, very uh, non-high tech ways of doing it, but they certainly knew how to do it and they were doing it. And if you take an hour online and you research it a little bit, or if you actually get a book and read it, you might find out a lot about it. Um, There's some good authors who have done some great research on that. And I highly recommend you find your favorite and read it because really, um, you're right. How do we know it's really happening? I remember I think it was last year. I don't remember which hurricane it was, but there were there was footage on CNN and so on and so forth and you know Cooper Anderson was kneeling in ankle maybe like oh, half yeah. deep water <laughs> and pretending like it was up to his waist and then he, you know somebody got a shot of that and of course you can't really hide anything on a digital age anymore so as, soon as or or got the posted, other the other
1: piece of footage there was a reporter i think it was weather channel and he was like almost like surfing the winds standing are
0: so strong. yeah and then two
1: guys walk, walk by I'm falling behind over.
0: him and like two kids walk behind yeah. him like they're at the beach just going to take some cool pictures for instagram
1: <laughs> the question the question i have is why see i can see how with the shootings you know, it's what's the purpose? Will Second Amendment, First Amendment rights, all that stuff. But with the weather, why lie about the weather?
0: Well, you know what comes from global warming is carbon taxes. So I think yes. what they're doing, really, I mean, this is this is just a, a an intuitive guess. Um, I think what they're doing is they're really setting up people to come off of a false timeline. They're getting away from the earth resonance. You know, if you go outside and work in a garden, you know exactly what I'm talking about with earth resonance. You are in tune with the wind and the elements and the sun, and you listen to the sound of the trees. And, and that really does a lot to clear mind control. It does a lot to get rid of Brainwashing because you start to activate the body and its sacred knowledge, which is a whole nother topic you're not allowed to talk about. God forbid the FDA knocks on your door because you're talking about things that cure. You know, you want to talk about things like that. You go into the cannabis industry right now, and boy, oh boy, are they doing a great job of. Of wrecking that. So anyway, when you go into nature and you feel that connection or you are in a loving relationship with someone or you have a loving bond with your child uh, or an animal, this is all good example of real connection. And what brainwashing and mind control and MKUltra programs like that do is they work really hard to cut that cord. If you've ever seen the movie Golden Compass, it's a really good example of cutting that cord between you and your intuition and your, your own individual power. So I have I have I think what's going on with the global warming really is it's kind of taking people away from that. So they get so afraid of the earth. They get afraid of the storms. They they don't trust the the environment around them because, you know, it's so dangerous. You have bad ticks. You can't go out anywhere. You're going to get a sunburn. I mean, we've really been programmed to really be afraid of nature. Don't you agree?
1: Oh, oh absolutely. But, you know, I agree that climate change is all about carbon tax. I mean, that's the way they keep uh, people enslaved. But yeah. if hurricanes have been around forever, how do how do they think that we believe this is caused by climate change? I remember growing up as a, you know, in the Caribbean and seeing even more hurricanes than we see now. So I can't put two and two together with them unless it's just the same thing approaching a multi-trillion dollar carbon tax.
0: Yes. And so that's part two. And so first, but first you have to, first you have to dissect your population off of that connection, right? So this also brings up Epstein and the recent case with his human trafficking issues. Uh, You, when, when I talked about this this week on the air with Dr. Leonard Horowitz and Sherry Kane, and I, I said to them, I go, why, why children, why would anybody, prefer to have sex with a child than a consenting adult. What's the psychology behind that? We discussed it in depth. And what came out of that really was, was that when you inflict abuse onto a young developing mind consciousness, trauma, you trauma, but it's also you're inflicting trauma onto a consciousness, onto a mind, you actually divert the neuropathic development into a different direction. So it's kind of like um, a, bl- a block, a roadblock that's, that changes everything about you, and you go into a different direction. Whereas if you weren't, if you weren't traumatized, if you weren't abused and put into that sexualized situation at such a young age, it really kills the innocence. What it does is it really kills the innocence and it kills it ritualistically. I mean, you have to remember that most leadership that's running this world is, is connected to or loyal to some form of secret society belief system that goes back to some kind of organized religion. All right. And these people are so dedicated and committed and drawn in until their belief systems and probably abuse themselves that when they choose to have sex with a child instead of a consenting adult, not only do we have sexual dysfunction there, but we have a, a hate energy that doesn't. Want that innocence to really develop and bloom. Marianne Williamson is an interesting study to me. Um, by the way, I asked her to come on my show. I used to read her book. She she used to run in some of the empowerment circles and you know did some of the modern shamanic type stuff along with Lynn Andrews and others back in the '90s. And uh, I read through some of her books back then. Had a lot of respect for her work. I thought it was pretty good. When she decided to run for president. Um, I said, "Wow, this is interesting. I don't think she'll make it past the first debate." Well, she did. I said, "Oh, okay." So I started reading her articles and some of the things that she was putting out. I signed up on her mailing list, campaign mailing list, to see what she was putting out. I wanted to, I wanted to see into that a little bit more. And she's done a lot of talking about this kind of um, old, ancient, hateful energy that is evident in a lot. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. Climate change really not only takes you off the natural pathways of residency, it takes you into an artificial residency. And hopefully you'll be so afraid to go out into nature, you'll sit on your computer all day or your phone, And they can study your behaviors and every single thing about you because that's what your technology has been designed to. And then they're going to put all these wonderful smart appliances into your house and build smart cities on 5G infrastructures. And we're going to be so modernized and it's going to be such huge innovation. You'll be so proud of everybody who's done it. Well... Maybe not so much when you realize that, you know, everything you do will determine if you're mentally sane enough and not a problem. I really think that global warming uh, is really about the carbon tax too. I agree with you on that. And, And there is a trillion dollar industry behind all of that. And we're watching a chess game on the collective global platform of players who are trying to become the alpha dominant company in those kinds of things where they make the decisions about what is and what is not appropriate and what you can and cannot do. Recently this past year, I think I might have talked to you about this before. I'm not sure. Recently, this past year, the World Economic Forum, uh, which is which was run by Meridian International, which, by the way, you can become a member of if, for $10,000 or $25,000. Those are your options. <laughs> so if you're privileged and you're in that arena where you can afford to buy memberships at that level, then you're of the elite that's allowed to come in and participate and watch and maybe even speak. A lot of the uh, – there were many – world leaders and people who were connected to world leadership calling for tech giants to police content. You know, if you think back to the years when Alex Jones was in the height of his career, I think he was broadcasting on over 100 channels at one point. Well, I'm really curious who was funding that. But anyway, you know, you have Alex, somebody like Alex Jones going on and on and on about this new world order. You have people like David Icke, who I've interviewed four or five times. I've read all of his work. I I have a lot of respect for 99% of it. And you have people like this putting out New World Order, New World Order, New World Order. And then Donald Trump comes on his show, which is unheard of, that a presidential candidate is going to come on an alternative media host radio show. I can't even get Bernie Sanders to show up and say, hey, (laughs) this is what you need to do, or Marianne Williamson to come on and talk about this big ancient entity that she's referring to. So I find it really interesting how these dynamics start to weave together and how the establishment media works to push out the spin and global warming has been one big giant guilt trip so that you'll go out and spend thousands of dollars to revamp your home, change your light bulbs with LED, which by the way, I interviewed the uh, lead counsel for the ACLU, uh, who said on my show that LED lights are actually equipped with spy technology, and all they have to do is be turned on remotely, which makes that really interesting. And, and that whole conversation changes right there. So, I mean, I really think we're, we're being run by psychophants who, who like to have sex with children, and they join these secret societies, and they play these games where you, if you're not in the boys' club, boy, you're not in the boys' club, and you're going to be shadow banned until no end, and everyone's going to work hard to ruin your reputation so nobody listens to you.
1: You know, if you had Bernie Sanders on your show, he'll tell you, Hillary, I'm going to seize your book and redistribute it. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But for the record, I strongly believe that Alex Jones filled William Cooper's, Bill Cooper's vacuum. And some people say that he's controlled the position. I don't have a a way to confirm that. I've heard that many times. I have my own opinion. I'm going to keep it to myself. But I do know that William Cooper was, I believe that he was, he, the way he died is very questionable. They, Bill Clinton even said this to the FBI, William Cooper is the biggest threat to the establishment. He said that, and shortly after 9-11, on November, east of me, about 100 miles away, he was shot and killed.
0: Well, I don't think they're going to take Alex out. What they've done to Alex is they have dismantled his reach through social media, by dismantling his platform. YouTube took him off. Twitter took him off. Um, And actually, I think there was even a thing. uh, I forget. He was the guinea pig. What happened to all
1: of us afterwards?
0: He was the message. Okay. He He was used as the, this is the message. Don't be like him. Don't talk about Sandy Hook. Right. Don't you dare talk about conspiracy theories and you're a quack. And your mind is all over the place and you're a crazy, insane person. And be careful. You could be detained for that now for being a domestic terrorist because if you talk about conspiracy theories or regurgitate them, you may in fact be shadow banned on Facebook. You might not suddenly see, well, suddenly you have no likes and nobody sees your content. So I think this is a new way to police people to change behavior. And I'm pretty convinced of that. Um, So yeah, I, 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 don't want to sound like the sky is falling, but really you have to pay attention to how a dictatorship can be created in a digital age.
1: Oh, it is so true. It's shadow ban. That's a term that a lot of people are learning now. I know for a fact that we are shadow banned. Our, we see our subscribers on YouTube go down daily and people sending messages. Why did you unsubscribe me? Well, I'm not doing it. And the views have gone down a lot. So they say, no, we have everybody. Uh, We respect the First Amendment rights, blah, blah, blah. But it's a corporation. They can do whatever they want. I mean, we're using their platform. So I really can't. Can I really blame them? I mean, I'm not paying anything to be on YouTube. So I don't agree with their policies, but I understand that they are left-leaning. And what we say here, it doesn't help the right. It doesn't help the left, the establishment, period.
0: Well, there's the middle road. And I think a lot of us forget about that. You don't have to be right or left, you can be in the middle. And being in the middle means that you're probably a little more balanced and able to critical think and, and have more of an open mind to being able to see, you know, there's always two sides to a story, maybe more, but you know, Epstein's a good example of that, because not only did they create, which I think conspiracy theories are now created as a tool to confuse and distract people, they get caught up in the eddy of the conspiracy, and oh my God, you have, so they go on and on and on and on, but they don't continue some of the other necessary research that needs to happen. For example, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell had a nonprofit called called Terramar, and Terramar was, Uh, responsible for pulling in youth to create uh, for educational programs to help clean up the ocean and bring awareness to global changing and global changes. And so it's it's the front of that company was set up to be that they partnered with National Geographic and Oxford University and other major uh, players. So on their own business website, it says, you know, recruiting five year old five year olds to nineteen year olds looking for infants.
1: It was really a 19- casting agency and she was the pimp.
0: Well, I think it's mind control. I think it's Brainwashing. I think it's MKUltra. I think it's intelligence. Um, you know, it's very common practice for people to be filmed sexually in, in you know, awkward or embarrassing ways so that the blackmail issue can always be held over their heads.
1: Hold on, hold on. you You're opening a door. See, that's why I love to have you here, because you start opening doors about what you just said, the fact that people are blackmailed. This, this is something that years ago when I discussed it the first time, I was so innocent, geez, when I had Nick Bryan discuss the Franklin scandal, and when he was telling me that in Washington, parties at night, normal, and then after 10 and 11 p.m., people would leave, and some people of power would stay behind, and then the children, and then the cocaine would come out, and guess Mm -hmm. what? There were cameras and microphones hidden everywhere. So I think Epstein, in my opinion, Epstein was not a self-made billionaire. He was an individual, part of the Mossad. He was placed there. He was made a billionaire, but his goal was always to bring people of power to be exposed in a way, filmed, recorded, so that in the future, a certain country that's going to remain nameless, but I'm sure you know which one that is, they can use it against us to put forward any legislation that's beneficial to them, if you know what I mean.
0: Sure. I mean, there's nothing more convincing and controlling than something you've done wrong and the threat of somebody spreading that out, especially in the digital age because it's so easy to go viral with these right. things. I mean, you can suddenly be nobody and then somebody, su- suddenly you're somebody just because of it. So the 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 cost of that can cost your career, it can cost your reputation, it can cost your family, just like I said in the beginning of the show. You go through the whole gamut. This is luciferian theology, okay, in my opinion, and when you start dealing with people who have absolutely no conscience, they can harm children, they want to damage that innocence, they want to abuse it, they want to manipulate it so they can use it for their own agendas, you know, there's power in that. If you can control a person to no end and sexually use them for whatever perversions you want there is there's a lot of power I think I think these high level people are given that opportunity through people like Epstein and others. he's not the only one and uh you know Epstein's not stupid he's not going to just, Oh okay, I'm not going to protect myself. I'm not going to have a little envelope over here that gets mailed to so and so if something happens to me. Don't kid yourself. He's not a stupid person. And he's dealing with people at such a high level that there's no way there's there's not some massive insurance policy in place. In my opinion, he's had he's been shipped off to have plastic surgery within hours of his supposed suicide. Yeah. He has a different face. He's got he's in some other country. You'll never hear from him again and he'll disappear like Elvis.
1: That's exactly what I said the other day. And by the way, you remember the day that he was supposedly attacked and he was found almost unconscious? The day after, somebody sent me the records and I saw them. His Lolita Express plane made it to Antarctica. I mean, there are, that, a lot of that is public record. Yeah, I've
0: made seen it that. Made it to
1: Antarctica. So, makes you wonder, why did that plane go to Antarctica? Did it actually take him down there somewhere? And then to have
0: plastic surgery, probably. Or
1: who knows where. Maybe he's in Tel Aviv having a coffee at a cafe somewhere there and God knows where.
0: Well, I found the the first photo of of Ghislaine Maxwell very interesting, you know, supposedly the first photo that was released since his, quote, death. And, uh, you know, she's seeing it an In-N-Out Burger, staring directly into the camera. So who took that picture? And she's supposedly reading a book, which some say uh, has been Photoshopped in. And, uh, you know, the book that she was reading was the Book of Honor, Covert Lives and Classified Deaths at the CIA by Ted Gup.
1: If you look at the uh, reviews on Amazon, supposedly it's confirmed that she actually wrote a review. I don't know if you've you've seen that, but she wrote a review. A a good friend of mine just just was killed or died, blah, blah, blah. And she's explaining why the book is so important. I find that very interesting. That was
0: a her account. It's a psyops. Yeah. It's like it's like one of those nuggets that they pass on down now and then, you know, that kind of creates the conspiracy, too. You know, and she had an interesting gold ring that was on her finger. And supposedly it's been it's been suggested it was actually even a Photoshop picture of her because it looked much looked her much lo- younger than she really is. So. I I, the photo just had all my investigative journalist red flags going off left and right all over the place. Okay, and I'm looking at it and I'm going, this woman was so part of this and uh, nobody's bringing her to trial. Nobody's arresting her. Nobody's going after her. It's almost like she said in that picture, I'm happy and content and there's nothing you can do about it. And I know where he is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. You know, her father was part of the Mossad, and he yeah, Robert Maxwell.
1: Geez, of course,
0: he was also very connected to the media. Yeah. Okay, we're, t- we're talking about, you know, there's only really like five companies in the world that really run all establishment media. And if you don't think they're not all friends, you're you're naive and that they don't work to push certain headlines. I mean, I could shut up and just go do my artwork and fall into the art world and never be seen again. But, you know, you just have to talk about these things. And I've I've just been doing it for so long that this is just part of who I am. So talking about these things are is comfortable for me because I'm able to talk about it. I'm able to research it. I don't get stuck in it. It doesn't feel heavy. There's there's nothing dark about it except the exposing, right? You can't be a light bringer and a worker if you're not in the dark, if there's no dark, There's no work to do. (laughs) There's no light to bring to something. So the the fact that this stuff is so invasive into our, our global culture, and we've seen tons of stories in the last couple of years where the Vatican comes out with these child abuse cases and laws here in New York state have opened up so that if you've been sexually abused, you can go back years and make the establishment responsible. So what has been filed mostly under those new laws here in New York state, interestingly enough, cases against The Boy Scouts, cases against Catholic priests. So if you look at the history, obviously, of the Catholic Church, it's tainted in bloodstain, ritual, eliminating options for belief systems, manipulating manuscripts and books, taking part in their own world of homosexuality and going after children. You know, the woman's been completely left out. The feminine principle is, is just completely disregarded and made a ghost. Well, we know she's there, but we don't want to see her. And then in secret, they honor those kinds of things, but in their own ways. So you have dysfunctional, uh, you know, they're really entities, really, if you think about it. They've grown into kind of an entity. And these are energetic entities, and they come for you. And when they scoop you up and chew you up, you'll know it. And then you're abused and you're traumatized and you have to go through and your your pathways in your brain have been changed. So I think trauma is actually used as a training tool for mind control and MKUltra. That's really nothing new. It's not something somebody else hasn't figured out. But we have to remember that. So when we experience trauma and abuse as a child, you have to take a look at the abuser and say, well, what the heck happened to you? And who are you to take that innocence of that child? Who are you to sexualize a child? Well, I guarantee you these same people probably disregard and sexualize probably everyone in their life. I mean, if you have ever sat down with a with somebody like this, I'm speculating, of course, because I really don't associate myself with people like this. I don't approve of of pedophilia or people taking advantage of young innocent youth. So I think it's disgusting, and my opinion on it is very uh, rigid when it comes to that, okay? I don't think you have a right to take anyone's innocence away. And when you're in that presence of that innocence, we all have an inner child, right? As we become adults, we carry that that, uh, archetype of that inner child. And it's either a healthy relationship with that inner child or it's a wounded relationship with that inner child. And we all know the difference between a grown adult who has a wounded inner child and a grown adult who doesn't the two very different people and two very different personalities and two very different ways of, of navigating the world. Um, Those people probably take advantage of the innocent person who has a healthy relationship with their inner child and probably tries to sexualize that out of them. I've seen it. I've heard stories from people who say, you know, I'm, I'm a grown ass woman and I'm sitting here talking to this person. And I'm sharing my creative energy and my vision of the world and my hope for the future. And suddenly they reach out and fondle me. Well, what's that? That's part of a technique or tool to shut that down, change the channel and use it for whatever you want. I bet you a lot of people could relate to that.
1: This is why it's so important to have conversations like this with people like you, because the more time goes by, the more I see this society becoming corrupted, all the way from teachers, I mean, even right now, you see teachers that don't want people to use the, 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 you know, boys and girls, they don't say that anymore. They say students or scholars, and they just tell the kids, you know, you don't have to say if you're a boy or a girl, if you today, you know, a, a child, get confused if you tell them those things, and, or, or explaining what, uh, you know, sexual education to a second, third grader, why? Why can't we just l- let the innocence and the purity be delayed? I'm not talking about keeping children in a bubble. But during my time, I, get, I, mean, I went to parochial school all my life, and uh, I didn't get the talk ever. I mean, that's an extreme. But from that to explaining that to children and the preponderance of porn now, and children, especially boys, having access to that, And then you have all these apps like Tinder and and all the rest of them. They just swipe, swipe, swipe. What's going to happen in the future with future relationships? But let me go back to Maxwell, Giesling, Maxwell for a moment, and Epstein. You know, Epstein bought a house. I mean, they didn't buy it. They gave it to him in New York, that mansion, $25 million. That was a gift to him. By whom? I have my suspicions. I'm not going to name the name. But Robert Maxwell, again, just like Epstein, somebody who came from Czechoslovakia, poor, totally poor, all of a sudden he becomes this mogul. His name, Ian Robert Maxwell, but his real name, Ian Ludwig Hyman Benjamin Hawk. All these people change their names all the time. But why is the lack of compassion, the lack of feelings, and I hate to say elite, but just for the sake of argument so people know what I'm talking about, why does it seem that the elite... Do not even, I mean, you look at their eyes and there's nobody there. There's no soul there.
0: Well, I think there is a soul there, but it's been, you know, claimed by something else. Um, there's like a ceremony ritual called the cremation of care uh, that's done in the, the big elite camps in the Northern California where all the CEOs and big leadership people go to do their their brotherhood thing and and you know we could look at it in a in a bigger symbolic way when you have a cremation of care you don't care you don't care if you hurt somebody you don't care i mean it's it's kind of a mental illness if you will, but it's a mental illness that's accepted and it's accepted because you've been accepted and you don't get to go anywhere on that endless ladder of success unless you agree or allow yourself to be manipulated into that or brainwashed into that. Do you know how many parents would really just give a left arm for their kids to be famous? I think that's. I think that was the main uh, problem with these kids finding their ways to the Caribbean uh, or people finding their ways into the homes of people like Michael Jackson. And it just doesn't happen unless there's some reason why you're allowed in there, right? But I think the parents are really to blame because they, they have these real false ideologies that are clinging to, unfortunately, what our culture has created as, you know, you, you're either going to get famous and become rich which now includes being an influencer on Instagram or YouTube yeah. and you're going to, you know, be put out there in the public and suddenly you have the support system that puts you out there. But what we're talking about with, with Epstein is we're talking about big money. We're not talking about like, you know, a couple thousand dollars or tens of thousands of dollars or even hundreds of thousands. We're talking billions of dollars. You know, if you're allowed into that ring, you're working in that temple with that little gold dome on St. James Island and you're you're doing ritualistic stuff. And here is Gamos, you know, the old manuscripts talk about sex as a way to enlighten. But it doesn't say you have to have sex with an infant to enlighten. It doesn't say it needs to be five years old or 10 years old or 15 years old. You, You what is wrong with a grown consenting woman? I mean, our culture, if you really study it, it has gone into this land where you're only worthy if you're beautiful. And if you're not beautiful, you're not worthy. And nobody wants to work with you, right? Most of the people that go up onto the platforms are usually beautiful women that people like to look at that have beautiful bodies and can give you that sexual desire feeling. And if you're lucky, you can connect to Epstein and maybe have sex with her. Right. So this is kind of like a high class call girl service where your sexual needs and desires are so ravenous with with appetite that you're allowed to put your moral code away and your conscience away and not care just so you can get off that's really what it comes down to. And maybe you think you're a deity or you're some godlike creature and your DNA is better than everybody else's. You know, we don't talk about that when we talk about privilege or white privilege or you know any other kind of privilege. We don't talk about the secret society element that really links all cultures. You don't have to just be white. Okay? There's plenty of other color skin colors in these secret societies and they they all intermix and do their thing. But if you find yourself on a plane to a private island and you're booked there many times, like Bill Clinton, why would a, why would an artist paint him in a blue dress with high heels? That painting was found in Epstein's house, supposedly. Maybe a little bit of humiliation. Maybe that was part of getting Bill Clinton back for something and releasing that publicly. Well, so I, read, I
1: read, Hillary, about that painting that, I don't know if you know the story, but uh, allegedly the story behind the painting was that Monica Lewinsky was a Mossad agent and Epstein was the ringleader and he put her there in the White House. And when what happened with Monica Lewinsky happened, basically that was a triumph, a trophy for Bill Clinton. Therefore, that's why he has that painting there. The same thing with another painting that he had in his house of George Bush in the, like a little kid sitting playing with paper planes and a Jenga parts all over the floor. Almost like saying, nine eleven, we also did that. Did you follow that?
0: Yeah, I, I saw that, and I thought that was really interesting. But then I always take everything with a grain of salt until oh, of you know I feel it through. And again, these kind of things are leaked, and they're put out there, and nothing really gets out there very easy, Mel. Have you noticed that if you try to write an article, I mean, unless you're already connected to a platform that, that has you know, 50,000 followers or 100 million readers. I mean, how do you really get your stuff out there? It's not so easy for people to really grow an audience these days because because of a lot of reasons. So when you have somebody talking about stuff that's important, they, their voice might get lost in the mix because they're not getting any attention and that's unfortunate. But um, I think these paintings might have come out as, again, another kind of message Hey, Bill Clinton, if you don't stop this in its tracks, we're going to release your tapes. They all have tapes. So Bill Clinton, I'm going to let the painting of you in the dress go out publicly and reach millions of people, stir tons of conspiracy theories. It's like a recipe. It, it, you almost can predict it because it's so, it's so consistent in its delivery. Oh, you know, um, George Bush, we have you playing with Jenga and paper airplanes. And if you don't help shut this down, I'm going to release your tapes. Oh, Trump, if you, you know, you can put a conspiracy theory out because, you know, those conspiracy theorists so well. All right. You you know, Roger Stone and Alice Jones, and then you've spoken the spoke all over these <laughs> airwaves and everything for all these years. Well, maybe you should shut it down, too, because we have tapes for you. I mean, I'm sure there are endless people who are sighing sighs of relief because he's dead and sure, will give the victims their time and day. They gave him a court date after his suicide, quote, suicide, right? Well, these people love to humiliate people. They love to have the last laugh. So isn't that kind of like stirring the trauma again publicly so everybody knows now that you were one of Epstein's girls and you had sex with so-and-so and so and so and so and so. Let's put it on record. Let's get you in the courtroom. Let's let's publicize this. Let's make this hit the New York Times. Let's go viral with the establishment media. We're gonna all love you as your, you know, you me too movement really did a lot to prep that. And so you have now these girls coming out and they're, you know, they're telling their stories and reliving the trauma, which is part of the mind control to stir your buttons and stir your trauma. So you stay programmed, right? Well, I I think that was all part of like a, a little horse and pony show. I hate to say it. I have, I have compassion for these people. I understand this, but I see it differently because I've seen it happen so many times. It's a formula that they seem to put on as a media, it's like a production. It's like making a reality show or making a radio show. How many people really know what goes into making this kind of radio show? Right. Probably not too many. How many people know what goes into making an NBC News radio show or a terrestrial radio show? Not very many. How many people know what goes into making content for online platforms? What's involved with the files? How you have to do your intros and outros? How you have to do all that? Not too many people know that, right? So if you do know it, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know it, you know you don't know it. So your head is in the sand because, because you don't know it, not intentionally. You're not sticking your head in there. You just don't know it. So I see I see a lot of things being able to happen because of the infrastructures and the way things are in our digital age, especially, because the digital age seems to be reigning in a master dictatorship for a global culture, which is, was was the basis of the New World Order speak, um, that lots of people were talking about um, in, quote, alternative media. And what I mean by alternative media is I mean non-establishment produced and funded media. It takes large budgets and large amounts of cash to reach like XM radio status or Oprah Winfrey level status. You you don't get to be that without incredible amounts of money. And not everybody has access to that, which is part of the financial problem, which is why I jumped on board with cryptocurrency years ago, because I could see what they were doing. Um, And that's another conversation for another time, maybe. So I just have a different perspective. And my own experience gives me that unique perspective. And I know you have it too, Mel, because you've been doing this for a long time. We're able to see it. And not everyone can see it. So when we talk about subjects like this, it's not because I work for the government. I'm not, I, I work for myself. I buy my own airtime from my radio shows and I'm really careful who I let into my circle because believe me, the trolls come in hordes when you first start to really do something that can change things. When you first start becoming a problem because your voice and your mouth isn't controlled and you're not going to speak what they want you to speak, the trolls come out in hordes. And they come into your life. And it doesn't surprise me one bit that Monica Lewinsky was put onto him in that way because intelligent agencies work that way. They'll find what you are attracted to because, hey, guess what? It's easy to know that now, especially with the digital age. Your searches are, are, you know, who do you stare at on Facebook? What pictures do you linger on? It's all trackable. So they'll send you the perfect version of what your fantasy is. and boy. I, I don't know too many people who are going to turn that down. Smart ones do. But the ones that are easy, easily gullible and controllable and are the ones that are usually put into these high places of power, they're usually the ones that are taped and videotaped and blackmailed. And if you get out of line, we're going to we're gonna release this and you're going to lose your partner and your family and your reputation and your job, and you'll never be able to work again.
1: And that's, that's a, good a really place, big threat. And that's a good place to take a pause because we have a lot more when we come back, folks. I really want to dig deeper into the social credit, social score from China, because two years ago when we did this first interview and Black Mirror and all that, a lot of people thought that we were just reading science fiction, but it's already happening. It's, it's compulsory in China and everybody will be in place by the year 2020. And already with the red-black laws that are happening in the United States, with many states have, and, you know, some, as, right now with the next election, that may be, again, full-blown, federal, federalized, and with the red flag laws and big tech, the marriage of government and big tech, let's call it a digitocracy. I didn't coin that term. It's out there for anybody to, to, to see. When we come back, I want to paint a picture of what's going to be in the United States. We have First and Second Amendment rights for now, but what's going to happen in the future when they circumvent that and they continue eroding our constitutional rights because if you lose our second amendment, we'll lose our first amendment, right? When we come back, we're going to paint a picture and how we can stand up and circumvent this. This is the important thing. And when people say, oh, Mel, you charged for your second hour. I'm going to go listen to another program that just has commercials or it's a mainstream media. Well, if you don't want to support people like Hillary or Mel, because we do it without being in bed with the establishment. And I don't know how how far we're going to be able to go, how long we'll be able to stay on the air. But while you're still with me, I am with you. And I'm not afraid to talk about anything without any censorship. And that's what we'll do in part two. Hillary, how can people learn more about your work?
0: Well, I, before I tell you that, I want to tell you that in the next hour, I'm going to unleash it. I mean, I've talked about a lot, but I'm going to get into it. Good. You can reach me at hillaryramo.wordpress. Dot com. I've switched my website from HillaryRamo.com, which is still up, but I'm switching over to WordPress because I don't want to pay programmers tons and tons and tons of money to do updates and software changes. I will see you on the other side.
1: Excellent. Folks, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabricus, and you are listening to Veritas. See you in the member section. Thank you for listening to the first part of this very important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest, and all of our material, proceed to the member section, or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, click on like, subscribe, and share. Thank you. One last thing. Part 2 is 90 minutes long and it also has an addendum at the end that you don't want to miss. Listener discretion is
0: advised. Please proceed to the member section to listen.